ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Room 303, Episode 127. I'm your host, Jamaica Lomentis. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing good, bro. Excited to be back for another show tonight. <laughs> Coming off hey. of our NFC East preview where my Eagles will win and dominate. <laughs> he says that on recorded lines only. <laughs> all right how you doing this evening nick yeah not bad i'm i'm just i'm really ready for my teams to make to start making the playoffs uh so that i can be grumpy every year when they make the playoffs oh boy Shout out listen executive producer just because i demand perfection doesn't mean i'm gonna hate it on but i do have a question for you guys uh some buddies were in town this week visiting and we got into a little bit of a discussion and it all started with matthew stafford so first question, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? See, that's exactly where we got stuck. I mean, where's where's the stats? Can I see stats? I mean, I'll pull them up. But the, the next the, what, what that led to was us having a discussion about what the hardest sport is to make it into their Hall of Fame, NBA, NFL, MLB. And I'm curious as to what you guys think. We have an MLB lover. We have, you know, and then we all we all love the rest of the sports. But what do you think is the hardest sport to get into the Hall of Fame? MLB. What? MLB. It's not, it's not even a question. It's MLB. MLB. It's the hardest one to get into? They constantly shit on their best players. Who's the best player in baseball history, Eric? Barry Bonds Jr. Who's, who's the best player of our generation? Barry Bonds Jr. No, I'm okay. Well, I, I was looking for Alex Rodriguez, but. Oh. Like who who saved baseball from who are the two power hitters that saved baseball from the nineteen ninety five strike? Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Those four people you just named aren't in the Hall of Fame. Well, it sucks to suck, dude. Roger Clemens isn't in. But that okay. Kurt, but outside Kurt of Schilling outside of baseball's ridiculous beef with with fucking performance enhancing drugs, um, it's still baseball. So baseball has a ten year window. Right, so if you don't get in with that ten-year window, you're removed from the ballot altogether. Shit out of luck. You could finish your tenth year with seventy-four point nine 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 repeating, and you will not get selected for the Baseball Hall of Fame, and you're stricken from the history books just like that. All because maybe you didn't have enough All-Star appearances, which are voted on by the fans. Uh, so. And then they factor in field biases for some reason. So if you play at uh, Coors Field or if you play at at short left Yankee State uh, Stadium, they're gonna get the Yankee player in. But Coors, no. But they don't give any. They don't talk about hitting home runs at Yankee Stadium, where it's fucking a, a cakewalk nowadays. Or David Ortiz hitting into a right field porch every single time. Like that, that's what's it's what's crazy is like David Ortiz is probably gonna get in, right? David Ortiz popped for steroids. Roger Clemens and, and Bonds did not, but they're so heavily linked that they're not letting them in. We haven't even started talking about Pete Rose. <laughs> right? That's that is that is a baseball player who will never ever Get in. What's the uh, shoeless Joe? The, the 1919 Chicago Black Sox. Yeah. The 1909. Chicago, 1909 Chicago the Black Sox. Sh- the Chicago Black Sox players. Yeah. Those, those guys are never getting in. It's, it's nuts, bro. It's nuts the way they handle it. So the NFL, 
you could be on the ballot for 20, 30 years and then get in. 1919, I got it right. Yeah, so, and and, and uh, to Jermaine's point, if you make less than 5% in any year of that 10 years, you're done and you can't come back. So you, if your first year in, you don't get 5% of the vote, that's it, bro. You're a rat. The other thing with the Basketball Hall of Fame, where the basketball is the easiest, is it's not the National Basketball Association Hall of Fame. It is the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame where high tremendous high school college ball I mean high school players get in right so Mr. Indiana 1984 maybe never played college but Mr. Indiana could get in to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame uh high school coaches and then it takes in it factors in your career body of work so whatever you did all throughout the sport of basketball gets factored in you get in that way so I'd say it's baseball. Cool, 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 cool. I, I was just curious. I, I didn't know that much. And I didn't, I don't, you know, I'm not the baseball guy. I know very little about it. So it makes sense once you guys break it down. But as far as um, Matthew Stafford goes, 182 games, 4,300 completions, 63% completion percentage, 49,995 yards, and 323 touchdowns. Where does it rank all time? Let's see. Fucking ESPN doesn't I'm not even going to ask what his overall record is because I know nah, it's not his, his win loss is just staggeringly awful. He's I got don't a te- think. <clears throat> Go ahead. He's got a, he's got a very large one thing missing from his resume is is he's like three playoff appearances. Yeah, but he has more playoff wins than losses. And Barry Sanders is in the hall. Yeah, but are, are we really saying Matt <laughs> Stafford is Barry Sanders? <laughs> You may not be. I'm here for the take, but I'm not supporting it. It's just been this has just been a week of wild takes for me. I, so he'll pass. He's about to pass John Elway for 12th passing yards. Elway's at 51,000. He's at 49,995. So you have to say he passes that this year. Yeah. Okay. If he plays five more years and throwing 4,000 for the next five, that should put him. Right around fifth place, clearing Big Ben. The only people ahead of him would be Favre, Peyton, Tom, and Drew. Assuming I mean, he performs like that. I mean, if he, if he plays for another five years and throws for 4,000 yards in those, yeah, I'd say he gets in. He's 12th all-time in touchdowns. Uh, he's got 323. And then if he gets another 100, he'll be at 423. It should put him at top five again. He could do it. I mean, I mean, this is all predicated on Matt Stafford playing another five years. Yeah, yeah. So, but your question is, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? And I'm going to say no. He is a legend. Richard Sherman now, right? He, he has a Super Bowl. Richard Sherman said, if Matt Stafford gets into the Hall of Fame, it's basically a participation trophy. Richard Sherman is just, I mean, like – Shut up, Richard. <laughs> I don't know. When, when was the last I, time he was a good quarterback? A, a good cornerback? Probably two Four years, years ago. ago. Is Richard Sherman in the Hall of Fame? He's not. No. And not he's not right going now. to get in. He's not going to get in. I'd be shocked if Richard Sherman doesn't get in. 
You'd be shocked if he doesn't get in? I'd be shocked. If Richard Sherman gets in, Cam Chancellor, and uh, give me the other one. KJ Wright? Earl Thomas? Two. Earl, two. Yeah, yeah, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas are getting in if Richard Sherman gets in. Two Richards defense. Matthew Stafford has never been an all-pro. He's never won an MVP. He's got one Pro Bowl, and he didn't even win the MVP of his Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't. I don't think Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I think, I think Eli Manning's not a Hall of Famer either. Ooh, I love the Eli slander, but yeah. I, I mean, uh, Eli Manning was pedestrian as, at best. He was av- he was average, except for two extraordinary playoff runs. Gave us gave us huge moments in those playoff runs. But when, when did Eli Manning ever do anything more than Matt Stafford? It's a good point. And listen, I, and, and, and I'm here for it. I, I, I think the Hall of Fame should be sacred. It should be the greats of the game. And just playing for a long time doesn't make you a great. It makes you a legend, sure. That's why I use the term. Legend right. is the word you're looking for. Right. We're going to remember Eli. We're going to remember Matt Stafford. Now, to say that they're Hall of Fame worthy is ridiculous. And especially, like, they're comparing them to Elways and Marinos. And if they played in the high-flying offenses that these cats played in, I mean, what? Are you kidding me what Dan Marino would do in today's game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 7,000 yards. I mean, the dude would set unreal records to where we kind of be like, man, 62 touchdowns in a, in a season. Uh, is anyone ever going to catch that? You don't know, he's going to like, that's how ridiculous Dan Marino was with the football. Matt Stafford and Eli aren't there. Like the, the thing is, is if you change the way football is played and they have more opportunities, they're going to have bigger numbers, but this is the hall of fucking fame. Like, what did you do on a consi- consistent basis to make your team great? And no disrespect to Eli and no disrespect to Matt Stafford. They didn't do it. Like the amount of winning seasons they had, both of them, is not very good. So from that class, Eli, Ben, Phil, is Ben the only one that deserves to be in? Yes. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, he he got it done. When he sucked, <laughs> like the dude still right. made, still made the playoffs when he sucked. Where Eli Manning, when he sucked, I mean, guy was was running and throwing the ball two yards into the ground if he even if he had someone wide open. Yeah, I mean, I I, I got to echo Jermaine's take here. I mean, if, if you're looking, if you're looking at records and and you're looking at the last five years of their careers, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger still managed to make the playoffs. And, and you got you, you you can say he was a mobile, and you could and you could say he didn't have the arm strength anymore, but he still did it when he needed to. And he still put up, like when we were saying he didn't have the arm strength. Like you go look at it, he was like four thousand yards. Right. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, run after the catch with running backs, and the Steelers always have tremendous wide receivers. Sure, but ben, Big Ben still has to get them the football and make the right play. Like I don't think. I don't. I think Big Ben separated himself from them. He's one of the best deep ball throwers ever. On top of that, yeah. Like 
Big Ben can just drop a dime in a window. I mean, look at Santonio Holmes. Like that, that ball could not be anywhere else. If it was any, if it was in more, if it was out more, Big Ben doesn't have another Super Bowl, and he is not a Hall of Famer. And Kurt Warner has another Super Bowl. And Kurt Warner is considered even higher on the Pantheon. All right. But, you know, I think that's a good question, though. That's it's a great question. question. I I personally expect Eli Manning to get in because of, of his name, na- because mm-hmm. of his name, and the fact that he beat the undefeated Patriots. So those those two things will get him in. But you go watch that undefeated Patriots game. I think the score was like 17-14. and fucking Justin Tuck lived in Tom Brady's lap for that whole fucking game. Jason yep. Pierre Paul, uh, OCU Minora. I mean, God damn, that front line was just – I might go back and watch that football game. That, that, <laughs> I, those, that Giants front line, oh, my goodness. And they they had to carry Eli to the playoffs. Now, I will say this. There are very few people I would, I would rather want in the playoffs than playoff Eli. <laughs> like, playoff Eli was different, bro. Playoff yeah. Eli or playoff Aaron Rodgers? Playoff Eli. Playoff Eli. Talk? No way, dude. Aaron Rodgers is the way better quarterback. We, we Nobody's going to sit here and argue otherwise. But, yo, playoff Eli is different, bro. That dude's eyes cold. Clutch factor 1 million on the Madden Ravens. Oh, all right. So we've been sidetracked. Today's episode, uh, I think we might have already covered it. We're going to get into college football preseason standings, and we'll go ahead and get into communion with E. We'll touch base with the college football preseason standings first. We're not going to get uh, too buck wild, but Eric has the final standings from the year before. I believe Nick has some of the recruiting classes for the currently ranked preseason uh, squads. And so I'll go ahead and stay stop here and hand it over to those two, uh, whichever one you want to lead. Uh, so I'll give you guys the rankings as, as it ended last year, and then we can go into the classes, how they bettered themselves. Uh, so last year um, – Georgia finished uh, number one, 14 and one. Obviously, they won the national title. Uh, two was Alabama, 13 and two. They lost the national title. Three was Michigan, 12 and two. Cincinnati, 13 and one. Five, Baylor, 12 and two. Six, Ohio State, 11 and two. Seven, Oklahoma State, 12 and two. Eight, Notre Dame, 11 and two. Nine, Michigan State, 11 and two. Ten, the bummy ass Sooners from Oklahoma, 11 and two. 11 Ole Miss 10 and 3, 12 Utah 10 and 4, 13 Pittsburgh 11 and 3, 14 Clemson 10 and 3, 15 Wake Forest 11 and 3, 16 Louisiana Lafayette 13 and 1, 17 Houston 12 and 2, 18 Kentucky 10 and 3, 19 BYU 10 and 3, 20 NC State 9 and 3, 21 Arkansas 9 and 4, 22 Oregon Ducks 10 and 4, 23 Iowa 10 and 4. 24 Utah State 11 and 3 and around out the top 25 was San Diego State at 12 and 2. Yeah. SDSU baby. So that's how they finished. Now here's the 2022 recruit ranking. So this is how they did in the offseason. Texas Tech dominated the class. They're ranked oh, number oh, one. Oh, 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 you've done Texas this. A&M. Texas A&M. Dominated the class. I keep saying Texas Tech. I said it in pre-show. I'm saying it now. Texas A&M dominated 
2022 uh, recruiting 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 class having number one overall rank. This is the national rankings of guys they signed. They signed eight five stars. All right. They signed the number two, the number nine, the number 11, the number 14, the number 17, the number 22, the number 23, the number 25, the number 39, the number 47, the number 59, the number 64, the number 68, 69, 77, 82, 94, 95 overall players of the ESPN top 100. So maybe Nick Saban was onto something with the uh, the old pay for play. Maybe Nick Saban was onto something. Speaking of Nick Saban, since this is a professional podcast, number two on the recruit rankings, Alabama. They signed three five stars. Number three, Georgia. They signed five five stars. Number four, Ohio State. They signed two. Number five, Hookham, Texas. They signed two. Number six, Penn State, they signed three. Notre Dame, number seven, they signed one. Oklahoma with zero five-stars is number eight. Michigan, number nine, one five-star. Rounding out the top ten is Clemson with two five-stars. Just a real quick note on the transfer portal as well. USC was the top-ranked transfer portal team. They signed two five-star commits for a total of 20 in the transfer portal. Tight, 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 tight. Okay, so those are the recruiting classes. That was the previous ranking. Let's go ahead and get into the college football reveal. I'm going to start from 25 if you guys are all right with that. Yes, sir. All right, so coming out of the independence, we have BYU at 25. Their current record is 0 and 0. (laughs) <laughs> so, coming out of the American Athletic Conference, you have Houston at 24, also 0-0. Zero zero. All right, I'm done with that joke. Next, you have another American Athletic Conference, uh, very high-ranking team from the previous year. You have the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> My man's almost said Bengals. Uh, no, I almost said Wildcats. Oh, okay. That is absolutely not it. Um <laughs> Next, we have our first ACC team of the of the of the building, and that'll be Wake Forest. It's so odd to see Wake Forest on this list to me. It is like it's definitely a basketball school in my head, and they haven't been good at basketball in so long. Like I don't know why I still think that, but yeah, and, um, and the you know the interesting thing about Wake Forest is that Sam Hartman, who I thought is would probably be a top ranked quarterback in this year's draft, is out indefinitely to un- undergo treatment for a non football related condition. Yeah, I think, so I think he had it was like cancer, wasn't it, or something like I, that. I, I that I don't know. I just know that Sam Hartman was a, a really big part of the Wake Forest path, passing offense success last year. Is out indefinitely. Well, that's not good news. So they're expecting to play the season without him, or they have no clue? He is out indefinitely for all reports I've read. They don't know when he's going to come back. They haven't put a timetable on it. They haven't released a lot about it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, you know, a HIPAA violation. So Um, next, coming in at 21, we have our first SEC team. Uh, That'll be Ole Miss. That's uh, Lane Kiffin, correct? Correct. Okay, I see you, Lane. I see you working. Then we got two more SEC teams coming in at 20 and 19. That'll be Kentucky and Arkansas, respectively. 
Uh, both of these teams were big-time surprises last year, uh, and I see that they are continuing their strong success moving forward as they're currently ranked to begin the season. Next, we have our first Big Ten team. Stop me if you've seen this team ranked before. It's almost every year. Uh, they hang around this sort of area. Wisconsin. Next, you have another ACC team coming in at 17. You have Pittsburgh, followed by another ACC team in the U, Miami, at 16. Another Big Ten team at 15, Michigan State. You have a, the first Pac-12 team coming in at 14 in University of Southern California. Go Trojans! Hate that school. I hope they lose. Now, for the biggest surprise to the podcast, no one expected this. Notorious league bums in the ACC. The North Carolina State Wolfpack. Go Pack. Go. Wolf Pack. Go Pack. Number 13, highest rank for the North Carolina State Wolfpack since 1975, the last year of Lou Holtz moving on to greener pastures as the NC State coach. Interesting. What okay. what what can you say? Listen, I've I've predicted them as low as seven and five, and I've predicted them as high as eleven and two. We'll see. Oh, what it is to be an NC State fan. So you say 11 and 2. Who are the two losses to? Clemson? Uh, Clemson, and they are going to lose e to one to either Eastern Carolina or Texas Tech. It's inevitable. It must, it must be a it must be an early season sacrifice to the football gods from the NC State Wolfpack. So you're already here first, folks. Bet Texas Tech and Eastern Carolina. One or the other. If they beat East, they open the season at, at ECU. If they beat ECU, beat te or bet Texas Tech. So just wait to bet the Tech game is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if they lose, if they if they lose to ECU, they're gonna beat Texas Tech. I know, but that's what I'm saying. So open right. the year betting ECU. Right. Take whatever gigantic spread they get. You'll for sure hit that. Hit sprinkle a little money line, and then we'll see what happens. Next, you have a Big Twelve team making its making the, the the conference's first appearance in Oklahoma State. They had a resurgent year last year, so they made it right back. Uh, Pac-12 strikes again at number 11 with the Oregon Ducks. Now we have two Big 12 teams in a row for the 10 and 9, respectively. Uh, there will be Baylor and Oklahoma. And we're getting into familiar territory here. So Big Ten comes in at number eight with Michigan. Pac-12 comes in at number seven with the Utah Utes. And the SEC comes in at number six with Texas A&M, not Texas Tech, despite what Nick wants to tell us. We have another independence on this list. Um, every year, Eric likes to point it out. Every year, he's pretty much right. At the five seed, it's Notre Dame. Uh, what, what are your What's your analysis on Notre Dame this year, Eric? They're Overrated. They're a bunch of, <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. Like, just because your program is historically good and last year you went 11 and 2 doesn't mean you're going to be shit this year. <laughs> Fucking you heard it your first in room 303. Just because you went 11 and 2 last year doesn't mean you're shit. <laughs> All right. And then we have the top four. All previous winners of a college football playoff. At the four seed, you have an ACC. 
team in Clemson. At the three seed, you have an SEC team in Georgia. At the two seed, you have a Big Ten team in Ohio State. And at the one seed, you have an SEC team in Alabama. So we know we know that this is a preseason poll. Looking at week one of the college football season, it starts on uh, Thursday, September 1st. Uh, we get two opening games, at least in the top 25. Uh, starting with Central Michigan against number 12, Oklahoma State. Then West Virginia at number 17, Pittsburgh. I'm going to speak. There it is. Then some key games, week one. Uh, Oregon travels to Georgia. Number 11, Oregon traveling to number three, Georgia. Number 23, Cincinnati travels to number 19, Arkansas. And... My game of week one to see if Eric can can be validated. Number five, Notre Dame travels to Columbus to play the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. So, uh, fuck Notre Dame, fuck Ohio State. I hope the stadium blows up. Anyway, um, I got the odds pulled up on DraftKings here for the uh, for who's going to win the Natty, right? I just want to point out. I We're already going natty, honey. We barely got into the standings. <laughs> okay, we. I, I just want to point one thing out, and then we can come back to the natty to the natty uh, odds. I just want to point out. Did anybody hear that the University of Texas Longhorns in the top twenty-five? No, they're not ranked. Justifiably so. Tell me why they have the eighth eighth best odds to win the national title. Because they this have a year? very good recruiting class. Plus five thousand. Because they have a they very are, good recruiting class. They are ahead of Wisconsin, Miami, Oregon, Oregon, Oklahoma State, LSU, Florida, Baylor, Penn State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Michigan State, Kentucky, North Carolina State, Arkansas, Pittsburgh, Iowa, Nebraska, a whole bunch of teams that were in that list. Texas has better odds than them. Because they have the number five recruiting class in 2022. Yeah, but that doesn't – they haven't that doesn't played mean a shit. snap. A bunch of fucking seniors from high school. Okay. We I'm, should, just saying, so- I'm just saying Texas A&M was not ranked last year to end the year. And now they're number six because they have the number one recruiting class and eight five stars. Yeah, that's fine. But Texas A&M was was also they won. How many games did they win last year? They were eight and what? Eight and five. That's a good question. I don't think Texas had a winning record last year. I only bring this up because as a Texas Longhorn fan, it's it's getting fucking frustrating. I thought you to were have UNC fan. For basketball, shut up. We're not talking about that right now. But to, why do they always consistently like preseason polls, odds? Like, let's. How about Texas earns that again? How about we stop giving these this team any type of respect until they put a product on the field that's worth a damn? We were five and we, we were five and seven last year. Are you justifying this, or are you just no. are you backing me up? I'm yes, Eric. I'm backing uh, you up. How does five and seven justify? I don't know, dude. You hit me with it right odds. after. I couldn't read the tone. I was like, "Come on now." It's just frustrating. Look, I love the Longhorns, and I'm gonna root for them until the day I die. But come on, man. Like, it's ridiculous at this point. Like, your name shouldn't just get you a fucking ranking or fucking odds. You should earn it. So the one thing about odds, you know, we have to say is maybe people are just betting Texas in the preseason. And right. That's how they got so high. But they're, you know, that was probably also a byproduct of of them give putting Texas there. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Texas ain't done shit in over a decade, so I don't uh, like people need to stop fucking expecting them to do anything. But also, like, 
Arch Manning could fucking be a bust. Here's all right, but here's here's the thing, right? I agree with everything you're saying. Texas is not a good team. Looking at their schedule, though, if Texas proves themselves with this schedule, you have to say Texas is back. Week two, number one Alabama at home. Oh boy. They play. <laughs> they play at Oklahoma preseason number nine. At Oklahoma State preseason number twelve, and they end the season against at home against number ten Baylor. This is going to be a prove it season for Texas. And Iowa State will be ranked when we play them. And Iowa State they play at home. TCU Kansas, might be ranked. Kansas State might be ranked. Kansas State might be ranked. West Virginia might be ranked. So it's 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 a prove it season. If they can prove it, then then good for them. Uh, li- listen, right now, what, what what can I get Alabama at for for? Or sorry, what can I get Georgia at? Georgia plus four hundred for the Natty. Listen, Georgia has one tough game on this schedule, and that's yeah. opening the season at Oregon. After that, they play Samford at South Carolina, Kent State at Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee. That's right, four straight home games at Mississippi State, at Kentucky, and then finish the year at Georgia Tech. I want the Georgia Bulldogs to repeat. Honestly, based off that schedule, if you're playing the toughest opponents at home. <laughs> like, like, like literally, they play, they play two ranked teams right now. Here's Alabama's schedule. Right, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go one through six right now. That was Georgia's. Ohio State opened the season number five, Notre Dame. Then, Jesus Christ, five straight, five straight home games. All right. Uh, Notre Dame, Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, preseason number 18, Rutgers. At number 15, Michigan, home against Iowa, at Penn State, at at Northwestern, Indiana, at Maryland, and then finish the season uh, against Michigan, number eight in the preseason. It's not an easy schedule for Ohio State. It's not. Alabama plays who? Kentucky, Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas. Alabama, Alabama opens the season. Utah State at Texas, Louisiana, Monroe, Vanderbilt at Arkansas, a number nineteen team. Home Texas Tech preseason number six at Tennessee. Wait, wait, wait. Home Texas A and M. Yeah, Texas A and M. Jesus, Texas A and M. Home. Whenever I say Texas Tech, just assume I'm talking Texas A and M. Uh, at Tennessee, home Mississippi State at LSU at twenty one Ole Miss. I love I love this Alabama throw a cake team in Austin P, and then they play uh, Auburn to end the season. Both those games are at home. They always do that at the end of the season. They play a a, a cake team, team at the end of the season. Yeah. All right. Looking at Clemson, right? I I still have Georgia as my as my preseason favorite. Looking at uh, Clemson at Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana uh, La Tech. At Wake Forest, number 22, home against number 13, NC State. At Boston College, at Florida State. Syracuse, at number five, Notre Dame. Home, and then three home games to end the year. Louisville, number 16, Miami, and then South Carolina. It's not an easy schedule for the Tigers either. And then finally, number five, well, and not finally because we're going to do the Texas A&M. Uh, Notre Dame, at Ohio State to open the year. Marshall, California at UNC, number 25 BYU at home, Stanford, UNLV at Syracuse, Clemson at home, their preseason number four at Navy, 
Boston College and at USC. I feel like this is a like this is a if Notre Dame goes through this schedule, they'll be in the they'll be in the college football playoff. And does well. I don't know why they've scheduled BYU and USC, to be perfectly honest. Because they needed some competition on the schedule. I mean they play they don't win a they don't win a conference, so they have to have a strong schedule. I guess they play four teams in the top, or they play three teams in the top fifteen. Mm. All right, number six, Texas A&M, Texas A&M, Sam Houston, App State, uh, then back-to-back home games, Miami and Arkansas, number sixteen, number nineteen, respectfully. Three road games at Mississippi State, at number one Alabama, at South Carolina. Home against number 21, Old Miss. Home against Florida at Auburn. Home against UMass. And then end the year at LSU. Or, sorry, at home against LSU. Bro, that ain't M schedule. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ain't, ain't a good schedule. Ain't a fun schedule. Uh, I mean, Georgia has the, has the, what did I say, the number three recruiting class, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how they don't repeat. So I have the conference winners here if you want to go through that. Let's see it. All right, so it's, it's in alphabetical order. Um, I'm just going to go through the Power Five. So ACC, uh, they have Clemson at minus 125, Miami, Florida at plus 550, NC State at plus 750, and then Pittsburgh at plus 800. Um, listen, what do you guys got there? Listen, it, it, it's, really, it's going to depend on those Clemson games. If Clemson gets beat, the week before NC State, who did I say they play? If Clemson gets beat the week before NC State playing away, so they play in Wake Forest. I think they can beat Wake Forest. NC State at that time probably will be low twenties, high or sorry, high twenties. I mean, that's that's going to be their season. If they steamroll NC State, which I think they're going to, they still have to play Notre Dame in Notre Dame. They have to play Miami. And they have to play – yeah, they still have to play Notre Dame and Miami to end the season. I like NC State at plus 750. I think that's a good bet. It's, it's, it, it, NC State has returned basically their entire starting offense and their entire starting defense. They And this is this – is, they, they did not have a recruiting class inside the top 50 last year. This is a make or break – or not this is a make or break. This is a do or die year for Dave Doran. Damn, that's interesting. I like that Pittsburgh bet too. Pittsburgh to win it. Okay. All right. We'll move into the Big 12. <laughs> Ridiculous. They have Oklahoma at plus 200, Texas at plus 220, Oklahoma State at plus 550, Baylor at plus 650, and then a fucking who's who of nobody. So that's your top four. What do you guys got? Oklahoma State. Yeah, okay. I mean- yeah, plus five fifty. That's a good bet. I mean, considering. I, Go ahead, Nick. Uh, I was just saying, like it, it's Oklahoma plays a lot of games at home. Uh, I like Oklahoma to win it. I'm staying away from Oklahoma. That program is in turmoil. Lincoln Riley departing, departing, and then these coaches just stepping away for for reading a, a racist word from a student's iPad. I like what is happening there. I don't I don't like Oklahoma at all this year. I'm staying away from them. I don't want anything to do. 
at plus 200. Yeah, Oklahoma's always a safe bet in this division, but I'm staying away. They barely eked it out last year, and that was with Lincoln Riley and, you know, a much better quarterback than what they have right now. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see I could see an Oklahoma State bet. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from from putting Baylor down. No, I think the the two best choices in that division are Baylor and Oklahoma State. And I'm just gonna go with Oklahoma State. I thought Oklahoma State should have won it last year. I thought they made a few bad plays in one game that ended up costing them that that Big 12 championship. They should have been the team to go into the college football playoffs last year, uh, but they blew it. And I think they learned from it. And this year they actually get it done. Now, do they make the college football playoffs? I have no, I have no clue. And <laughs> I have no, we're not going to, we're not going to start talking about that yet. Bring back the BCS. Right. Yes. <laughs> Moving into the big 10. Uh, obviously, as always, Ohio state minus two fifteen, Michigan plus 600, Wisconsin plus 1100, Penn state plus 1600. Top four. It's, it's Ohio State's to lose, right? I mean, I mean, you do not bet against this hornet's nest that is Ohio State. No chance. If you, if you think they have not spent since that Michigan game getting prepared for this season, you are you are high. I don't think that team has slept. I don't that think Michigan that team. Did. I think this team marked every single Big Ten game on the calendar, and if they don't score sixty points in every one of them, I'm going to be shocked. I will agree that I saw the, an interview. The coach's name was what, Ryan Day, right? Yeah, yeah. I right. saw an interview with him. Like he was almost brought to tears thinking about losing to Michigan. Like it's like it's like somebody killed his daughter. Yeah. Like that's how bad he took losing to Michigan, which is hilarious because fuck Michigan. But we'll move on into the Pac-12. Uh, the heavy favorite. Hold on, hold on. I didn't hear. Can we get Ohio State a plus money? No, it's minus two fifteen. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no. if it was if Ohio State was plus money, your boy is sprinting. We, we, we get we get a pot together. Yeah, I'm taking collections. Ohio State right. to win the division. Right. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't hear that. Okay. Uh so moving into the Pac 12, USC plus 220, Utah plus 240, Oregon plus 280, and then for some reason they threw UCLA in there at plus 900. Listen, uh, I I love, I love, I love thinking that, that USC is back, but I'm going to need another year to for them to prove it to me. The problem with the Pac-12 is it's a fucking clusterfuck every year. You never know who's going to win. What was Utah's odds, Eric? Utah's odds are plus two forty. So they're not even the favorite. Nope, USC is somehow. Well, Lincoln Riley and Brandon Williams left Oklahoma and went there. And, and, you know, you always like to harp on this, Jermaine. Let me say, they won the transfer portal. That Those are experienced college football players. Here, in my opinion, the Pac-12 is going to come down to two games, right? It's going to come down to October 15th when USC travels into Utah, right? Who wins that game? Then November 19th. Utah travels into Oregon. Those are the two key games that are going to decide the Pac-12. The Pac-12 doesn't. Does the Pac-12 play a championship? Yeah, they, I think. I'm pretty sure so these odds I'm giving you are for the 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 conference championship game winner. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 USC Utah game will decide the South, 
and will decide who goes to play Oregon. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my bet for this division, okay. and it's gonna and it's gonna hinge on week one. I'm taking Oregon to upset upset Georgia. Okay. Or wait, who Oregon plays Georgia, Georgia. right? Correct. And if and if Oregon upsets Georgia, Oregon wins it all. And if right. not, after week one, you lost my bet. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, by the way, opening line: Georgia is a seventeen and a half point favorite. Hey, well, every every year we see it. these Pac-12 boys go down to the South and get fucked up. Like it just it's a whole different level of competition. Money line, money line is plus six hundred, Jermaine, for that Oregon bet. So so get to the polls now. Easy money. Uh, well, let's see. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to win it. I'm just saying if they upset Georgia, I'm t- I'm, the Oregon's my bet to win it all. I, I think. I, oh. I, I hate I hate being non-committal, so I'll, I'll agree with you. I don't agree that Oregon wins at all. I agree that Oregon wins the Pac-12. That's what I'm saying. Oregon wins the Pac. That's my bet. Yeah, yeah I'll take but it. But if if Oregon gets blasted by Georgia, I'm off the Oregon train. I'll already if, have the bet in, but I'll off the, I'm off the if Oregon or, train. If Oregon gets blasted by Georgia, which will happen, that Utah game becomes significantly more important for them. I, well, I think like Utah's program. I, I think that, that Oregon-Utah game on November 19th becomes important because whoever wins that game, I, I think it's going to be a Utah-Oregon Pac-12 championship. And whoever wins that game it's really hard to win again. I think Oregon wins that game, and I think they lose the – they. or I think Utah wins that game, and Oregon ends up winning the Pac-12. Let's go. Oregon to win the Pac-12. Well, so you're, you're, you're saying Utah loses to Oregon, then they win the Pac-12 game? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, that November game, I'm saying Utah wins, and then when they face Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, Oregon mm-hmm. beats them. Okay. Because it's very hard to beat a team twice, especially in a championship game atmosphere. All right. All right. We'll move into the SEC. This is the last one of the Power Five conferences. Uh, Alabama minus 145. Georgia plus 155. Texas Tech slash AM plus 1800. Florida plus 4500. Tennessee plus 5000. Ole Miss plus 5000. I just, I, I, I just, I just read Georgia's schedule. We just said they're the number three recruiting class. They won the national championship last year. Did their coach die? They just had a lot of players get drafted, is I guess is what they're saying. So did Bama, though. I'm, 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 I'm try, I was trying to give something. I'm, I'm picking Georgia for the record. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I'm, yeah Georgia. Georgia. Georgia plus money? Georgia plus money. That, that might be my – that might be my – my my room three hundred three run to the fucking bank and get Georgia before somebody realizes the mistake the intern made. That's the lock. That's that's a lock for Nick. There you go, Eric. Put him no down. No doubt. Jeez. Any uh. I, mean, any I, other I told you Georgia wins the national championship, so that's I, I think they repeat. Yeah. And then and then Georgia fans become the most irritating fans ever. They they supplant the Red Sox. Oh, they supplant them by miles. Mm-hmm. Shout out Tom and Blake. <laughs> <laughs> what um I'm gonna get a text about that. I know I know I'm gonna get a text. 
Come come Friday morning, I'm gonna get a fucking text that says, there's no way the dogs are gonna win. You wanna talk about terrible fans, Eric? You need to meet a guy named Tom Lingard. Who's he a fan of? Georgia all, Atlanta Braves. All Atlanta, all Atlanta <laughs> yeah. teams, bro. And oh, well, that, that that's a that's a that's a tough fucking break though. Yeah. <laughs> being being fans of of Atlanta sports team, there's a reason we make we make call them the right. Falcons. Right. He's on a uh, high right now. SDSU to win the Mountain West, Eric. Can you tell me what that is? Uh Mountain West. Let's pull it up. Uh Boise State plus tw- plus two twenty. Fresno State plus two forty, Air Force plus four hundred, San Diego State plus five fifty. Great value. I yeah. love San Diego State every year. San Diego State barely lost to Utah last year. If they would have beaten Utah, they would have gotten one of the big six bowls. And we're thinking about this San Diego State team a little different. I'm just saying, I like San Diego State. If you get a plus 550, put a little pizza money on it. Enjoy the ride. All right. Let's see. What is, let me see what division. Nebraska is in. Hold on. Or what? Uh, not not what division. What? Uh, yeah. What division in the Big Ten they're in? All right. Can you get me the odds? Nebraska to win the Big Ten West. Big Ten West. Wisconsin plus one ninety. Nebraska plus three sixty. That's not a lot. All right. I I want Nebraska to win the Big Ten West. I don't. I don't know why. I, I just have this feeling that Nebraska is going to – eventually they have to pull it together, right? Scott Frost is not a bad coach. Nebraska to win the Big Ten West. And then they're going to get absolutely slobber-knockered. I mean, they're going to lose in the Big Ten title game 62-7. to You really – you're really trying to sit here and tell me Scott Frost is not a bad coach? I don't think he's a bad coach. What – what – what – what have you seen in the last two years? That it's, in bones. <laughs> it's in my bones. It's in my bones. So there's there's nothing on the field. There's not. Listen, there's nothing coming listen, out. Nebra- listen, Nebraska was in seven one score games last year. They went zero and seven in those games. They cannot be worse than they were last year. So Nick, if you like Nebraska, their total for the over under for the wins this season is seven and a half. The over is minus one ten. The oh, I'm sorry, the over is plus one ten. The under is minus one ten. For what? Seven and a half for Nebraska. Seven and a half. Give it to me. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Nebraska zero and five away last year too. That's. <laughs> I don't like looking up stats. <laughs> uh, how much is it so that I can get that uh, Notre Dame wins the independent? Oh, minus seven thousand. That's not an actual bet. Yeah. You guys want to take any uh, Heisman nonsense? Uh, not right now. All right. Yeah, cool. I don't even know who the favorites are. I'll give you the oh, top four. Oh, hold, 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 hold on. What's what's USC's Brandon Williams odds? Brandon Williams or Caleb Williams? Yeah, there. Caleb Williams <laughs> plus yeah, seven hundred. Yeah. Plus seven hundred. <laughs> Uh, if if I was to pick right now, that's my sleeper. Is there an Alabama running back ranked? <laughs> no, there's an there's a Alabama quarterback second. No. And then number one is the Ohio State quarterbacks, bitch ass. What's uh What's Georgia's quarterbacks? 
I don't know his name, but Bijan Robinson's plus twenty two hundred. He sits fifth. That's the Michigan? Texas running back. Texas. Oh, that dude, man. Whoever drafts that kid, I'm like that. I can, I can, <laughs> I can watch Bijan Robinson highlights all day. And uh, Texas, Texas O line is trash too, bro. Well, looks like it's gonna be Stetson Bennett. Yep, Stetson Bennett. He's the one that won him a national championship last year. What is the Navy midshipmen's over under for wins, Eric? Navy. Yeah. Uh, regular season. All right, hold on. There's a bunch of them here. Give me a second to scroll through. All right. So just also you think knows about control find. Uh, he does. He just doesn't <laughs> use it. Uh, Snapdragon Stadium is slated to open September third, two thousand twenty-two. That is the San Diego Aztecs' new stadium that they built instead of keeping the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm telling you, San Diego State to win the Mountain West this year. Okay. I don't know why. I just I, – well, first of all, they were 12-2 and two last year, so it's not like I'm yeah, – I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not jumping down. speaking to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not picking fucking Nebraska <laughs> and telling you Scott Frost is a good – Nebraska, <laughs> Big West <laughs> champions. Navy's three and a half. Oh, give over, me the under. Over minus 110, under minus 110. I give me the under. Fuck you. I'm taking the over. Let's go, Navy. No way, dude. <laughs> if you watched this single Navy game last year, they ran up in four. They ran they ran four wide and then ran the option. I don't understand why they don't try to throw the football. Is there is that like to get hired as a coach, do you have to agree to never throw the football? I think I think that I mean it's because the one year they the one year they threw the football, they got mistaken for a college football program. It's fucking weird. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I like these these academies don't have to be bad. Just go recruit a fucking quarterback and throw the right. football a few times. Right. I'm not saying throw it 50 times like you're in the Big 12, <laughs> but like, you know, 25, 25 times a game, that's doable. Listen, everybody expects you to run. So maybe a little play action, a little rollout, a little dump the pass to the open receiver, maybe a little tight end ski. I will say this, though. Be on the lookout for October 22nd. When Houston travels into Navy, Houston preseason number 24, and November 12th, when number five, Notre Dame, is in Navy. Might actually be in, oh, is in, they do it in Baltimore. Upset in Baltimore. watch. Upset watch. I'm not saying upset. I'm saying take the Navy spread. Up, upset watch. Okay. You ready to hear first? Navy upsets one of those two teams this year. And it's going to be Houston. <laughs> I think they get I would Notre love Dame, to see bro. them beat the shit out of Notre Dame. It's I mean Navy teams in the past have almost done it. Yeah, dude, Notre Dame for some reason cannot handle the the <laughs> so silly, dude. <laughs> like you know what Navy's going to do and they still fucking run into it. Also, uh who you got this year, Army or Navy, Nick? It's Army. And it's and it's not going to be close. Go Navy. <laughs> Listen, I'll be there supporting Navy, but I won't be surprised if Army runs Pose, it. Poser. Poser. Still an Eric's gimmick over there, bro. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Let's get into the communion with E. I waited till he drank. Wait, quick, you talk, Eric. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, communion with E this week is going to be something that this podcast is notorious for is our absolute disdain for the conferences in college football. Bring back the BCS. Um, 
bring back the BCS would be sick, but we're going to do a one conference. No more Power 5 conferences, just one conference with the top 25 teams. We got to pick the top 25. Now, keep in mind, try not to use recency bias because there's a lot of programs out there that have faltered lately, but, I mean, you know, you got to keep in mind Florida State, you know, Boston College, you know, programs like that. Okay, so we'll start with 25 Boston and we'll work College our way down. hasn't been good in forever. Hey, Doug yeah, Flutie. What the hell is that? Doug Flutie and his bomb-ass commercials. That's what's up. <laughs> Have you guys so, seen these commercials? Our listeners, you guys need to watch these Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie commercials. And don't Google the word. Don't post them online. Eric, Eric's a big-time eugenics T fan. Yeah. Eugenics total T. Whatever, yeah. dude. <laughs> hey, if you ever see Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie walking down your street, hide your wife, hide your kids, because they coming to fuck everybody, bro. They, they about to cuck the world, bro. Dude, oh. bro, every every commercial. All right, we're not going to get into it. I get sidetracked with this. But we're going to do 25 to 1 ranking. Starting at 25, I'm going to let you guys banter and, and battle out, and I'll just keep track here. But your top 25 college programs that would make a power conference so we can have actually a good football season. Starting at 25. 25. We can't just name off teams. Well, I mean, name them, but try, you know, obviously Bama's going to be one, right? Like Georgia's going to be two. So we can start naming them off. All right, we'll go slow because I type slow. All right. Uh, Obviously, Jermaine, we can agree. Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. I disagree. I'm just kidding. I was like, I you cannot fight on. me on the first four. <laughs> uh, uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Michigan. Yada, yada, yada. Now, here, now here's the first interesting one. USC. Um... I think yes. USC. I think USC makes it. Yeah, I, okay. I hate USC. Florida makes it. Yep, Tennessee. I don't know about Tennessee. Dude. <laughs> All right, put Tennessee as tentative, Eric. If we need to go to battle for Tennessee, we will. A Florida State. Florida State makes it. Auburn. Um. Tentative. I, I'm going to hold off on Auburn as okay. well. The U. Penn State. Penn State. I'll give you Penn State. LSU. Uh, Penn State, LSU, and the U. Uh, All three of those I agree with. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, we're we're just being dicks now. Uh, Texas, obviously. Texas, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Oregon. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Oregon makes it. Oregon for sure makes it. Uh, Yeah, Oregon makes it. What are we we at right now, Eric? It's back to 15. 15. Stanford? I I agree. Stanford? Stanford historically has been a very, very good football program. Nebraska? Uh, I mean, if if we're going to knock Tennessee, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll put Nebraska. We'll put Nebraska. We'll revisit Tennessee when we get closer to you. Wisconsin? Oh, Wisconsin has to make it. Okay. Uh, we put Michigan and no Michigan State is not on there. Can you add Michigan State, please? Yes. Uh, Cincinnati. Oh, we're fucking up. A and M. A and M. Okay. Five more. Wait, South Carolina. No. 
West Virginia. I don't think so. I'm scrolling down this list. Do you know that Vanderbilt had the number 32 class last year? That's really? insane. Who's who's recruiting in Vanderbilt? Who's going to Vanderbilt for football? Like that's a big good, good for you. Good bro. for you. Uh, UCLA, Cal. Oh, UCLA. UCLA will make it. Yep. That's a that's like a blue blood football team, Aaron. Yeah. Oh man. I I say uh, SMU. Oh man, <laughs> SMU pre SMU pre eight nineteen eighty six. I'll buy that. I'll buy pre eight nineteen eighty six. Um. Uh, All right. Yeah. What do we got so far? We got five left. So I guess yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee, Auburn, Nebraska would would definitely qualify. Dude, I'm trying to think. What are the schools? Schools that have dropped off. Yeah, we like, could throw in Oklahoma State. They had some good runs. Uh, I don't know. I think we I have put, LSU I, in here. Yeah, I put Tennessee, Auburn, and Nebraska over them before. I, did, did we mention West Virginia? We did. I don't think we want West Virginia. Oh, we, Virginia throw, Tech. Virginia do throw, Tech. Do we throw Rutgers in there just to say, fuck you? No, but Virginia Tech would make it. Louisville? Baylor? Baylor's had some great teams as of late. Yeah, and I guess we got to get another Big 12 team in there, huh? We only have Eric, Texas. Eric, Eric wants Boston College. No, I, I disagree. I'm not, I'm not picking Boston College. I don't think of them. I don't. I think of them as a basketball school first. So I'm going to you maybe. I think Tennessee and Nebraska and Auburn make it now. If we got UCLA and Virginia Tech, then Tennessee, Auburn, and Nebraska make it. So Houston? I was. I got an article here. I'm just going to okay. run through them here. It's the top 50 college programs of all time. This is written in 2022. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma. This is in order. USC, Michigan, Yale, Nebraska, Texas. Oh, get, get Yale off there. North Dakota State, Princeton, Penn State, Harvard, Tennessee, LSU, Mount Union, Miami, St. John's, Minnesota, Florida State, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Boise State, Clemson, Grambling, Pennsylvania, Wittenberg, Michigan State, Minnesota, Washington, Wisconsin, Whitewater, Texas A&M, Pittsburgh, Appalachian State, Linfield, Georgia Tech, Dartmouth, Virginia Tech, Army, Miami, Central Michigan, Colorado, Stanford, Arkansas, Pittsburgh State, Arizona State, West Virginia, Georgia Southern, Utah, and Wisconsin. I mean, thanks for the expert analysis you allowed us to give there, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I was just trying to give them to you. <laughs> that was great. Uh, I mean, we, we got most of the ones that you want yeah. from that list. Do you guys want the formula of how they picked this? No. Okay. They, they have they have Yale up there at the very top, and I'm like, what the fuck has Yale done in 50 years? Right. Princeton, like, Harvard, North pretty, Dakota State. It's pretty easy to dominate college football when you're the only colleges playing college football. <laughs> right. Army. Army doesn't belong anywhere close to the top 50. So Tennessee and Nebraska were on that top 50 list, and that's why yeah. Nick and I had previously said them. So you can add them back in. Um, and then Auburn as well. Auburn was on that list. We have one more team to close out 
top 25 teams. I mean, there's no way Boise, Boise State has been, has had a couple of moments. Yeah. We're not, they're good. We're not putting Boise State on this list. I mean, I'm still, jury's still out on UCLA. I, I would, I could be convinced to drop UCLA. Who, who, who are our tentative teams right now, Eric? We just Alabama, put them in. I just put Tennessee, Nebraska, and Auburn in. We have one spot left. We haven't mentioned Iowa. We haven't mentioned Oklahoma State. We haven't mentioned. I think Oklahoma State might be the play, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I'm starting. I'm, I'm trying to like piece through, and I'm thinking, yeah, that Oklahoma State might it's, be. The... It's either Oklahoma State or Baylor. I could be convinced to remove UCLA and put Baylor in. Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah, I, I I don't think UCLA has been that good in a long time. All right, so get rid of UCLA and put Baylor. No Stanford, no Stanford love? We have we Stanford. Stanford. Oh, we do? Okay. We have to get one of the Ivy League schools. We picked the one that's been good recently. <laughs> like, they Stanford's not Ivy good. League. Stanford's not Ivy League. I thought it was an Ivy League school. They're, they're, they're a private school, but they're not Ivy, Ivy League. League is like Colgate, Brown, Princeton, Yale, Harvard. Fordham. What are the Ivy League schools? How many are there? <laughs> I just named five. Isn't there like eight? Yeah, I think so. I thought Stanford was one. Cornell. Right, so Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Columbia. Harvard, Dartmouth, Penn, Princeton, and Yale. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, we still need one because we took out UCLA. Oh, I thought we put Baylor in. Baylor and Oklahoma State. So read off our list. No particular particular order. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Michigan, USC, the University of Florida, Florida State, Penn State, LSU, Miami U, Texas, Oregon, Stanford, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Texas A&M, Baylor, Virginia Tech, Tennessee, Nebraska, Auburn, and Oklahoma State rounds us out. I think that's a good super conference. Yeah, the only team I could kind of uh, – the only one that pops into my head that might be we might be leaving off is Arkansas. I mean, this is, if this is our conference, right, this is going to be Division One college football. Division Two is going to have all the teams that we debate, we asked each other, we questioned, right? Oh, yeah, West Virginia, Arkansas, Kentucky right. – uh, this, UCLA this a, will be in there. Oregon NC, State, NC Oregon State, State, NC Ole Miss, State, State will be in there. Mississippi Listen, State. But at the end of the year, we're dropping motherfuckers off. We're dropping the bottom five teams off, and the top five teams are getting in. Shit, Texas is going Division Two. Guess so. <laughs> Maybe even Division Three. Who's to say? But what what level of dominance do you like the? We we wouldn't see these thirteen and one seasons that we've been seeing because this will, these people would just beat up on each other. It actually oh, it, was good football for it, fucking fourteen weeks or thirteen be, weeks or whatever. Every everything would so first of all you have to think of it. Everything would be a ranked matchup technically is what you're looking at now. Right. Every week would have a bye week though for a team because we have twenty five teams instead of an even number. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I love this process, but I think I've mentioned on the pod before. A 30-team super conference, right? 
You structure it by six, six, six pods, six pods of six, divisions of six, whatever you need to think about in your head. You play six of those teams. You play those six teams in your region, your oh, district. Hold, hold on. If it's 30 divided by six, it would be they would be five teams divisions. Correct. So, yeah. so you'd play those four, and then you'd have to play what another two pods? What was it? Or two from each. So there's there's five. Was, yeah. So there's five in each each cluster. There's six clusters total. Right. So you, play, you play the four teams in your initial cluster, and then you play the and then you play two other clusters. And then you just right. rotate, and then you just rotate it. Well, I would say I, the the way I would do it is you play. You play your you play you do groups of six. And you play the five teams in your group, and then you play one at-large team. That doesn't work. If you want groups of six, it has to be a 36-team conference. Right. Which which they could do. There's 36 schools that would make this competitive. Why is there no good New York college football team? That's not true. Rutgers. Syracuse? Uh, all we do is bag on Rutgers. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, you guys are scraping the barrel for something. <laughs> Is it Rutgers in Jersey? You know how yes. they, you know how they consider it up there, bro. The Jets and Giants both play in Jersey, and they somehow still call them New York. It's like the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Fucking sorcery! Are you talking about? So Nick is doing some quick math because he lost his formula that he previously talked about. <laughs> quick math. <laughs> so he's setting up his pods as we speak. Uh, if we had to go to 36, I mean, we're adding in some very interesting teams at the end of it. Right. UC, yeah, I... UCLA, you probably could talk me into a UNC or a, or a NC State. Well, I mean, we I didn't just, mention I, I, Utah, who's building that program up. Yo, this is this is this is the good thing, right? We're we're gonna suffer through a couple years of it. I can't figure out the formula. I'm not good at math. Here's we're gonna suffer through a couple years of just awful call, like awful teams with money get the best recruits, and they're gonna top their division until eventually we move to this sort of giant division where everybody. But I hope the I I hope eventually we'll come to a thing where. The money is spread, so the money does not matter anymore. Or the money differentiates the haves from the have-nots. But we work our way back to the point of you play people who you've historically played in your region. So we don't see these dumbass Nebraska-Ohio State games. Nebraska-Rutgers. Who the fuck has anyone from New York ever cared about anybody in Nebraska? But if you get back to like a Nebraska, Colorado, Texas, Texas Tech bubble, you're going to get back to those rivalries. And I hope and I pray that's where college football is going. Texas and Arkansas. That was a big time. Texas, rivalry. Arkansas. Um, yeah, so there's already been a flaw found in the NL NIL system. So LSU quarterback Miles Brennan, right? who spent five seasons with the team, uh, quit. Just up and quit. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was today. I could probably tell you. 
I don't know if it was today or if he quit over the weekend or whatever. He quit, and the NIL money he received, he keeps because none of it was tied to starting or performances or being on the team. <laughs> and, and so – he ended it before his sixth season, and I'm trying to – I I want it – like he one of his – Smoothie King was one of his uh, – Smoothie King was one of his uh, sponsors. Uh, I believe he had like a – oh, man. This is a terrible article. How is it just not talking about the NIL? He's retiring from football. Yeah. And he got NIL money. We need to find uh, – Miles Brennan. And I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find his. Uh... So look, could the- could slow the speed of nil nil deals across the football landscape. So here it is, believed believed to have been LSU's next starting cornerback. Brennan signed a car deal with Baton Rouge dealership Hollingsford Richards Ford and added endorsements from Raising Canes. Smoothie King, GameCoin, and Small Sliders during the NIL craze of 2021. But before the season, Brennan hurt himself in a fishing accident and never played. After the season, Ed Orgeron was fired, and Brennan entered the transfer portal before calling it quits Monday. <laughs> this, this, uh, the LSU Tigers website says that he signed. Uh, over $325,000 worth of money. How much? 325000 Oh, Archie's my. laughing at him. <laughs> well, cons- that guy made $325,000 to not play. Yeah, I mean, so- are we are – like, are, are we – first of all, are we talking about this? Has anyone taken a look at Arch Manning's, um, like, tape? Have I, made, have I talked about this before? Yeah, we've talked about it. He's not a five-star quarterback. Well, the it's easy to clip plays together to make someone look bad. <laughs> like no, but even the plays. No, I'm I'm talking about his his high like his highlight film. He doesn't look that good. Well, I haven't watched any of it. I'm 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 still saying Arch Manning could suck. Right. I've been saying it since the beginning. Everyone's just like, "Oh, Texas is back." I'm like. Look, that's the same. That's the same reason Eli Manning's getting into the Hall of Fame. So we'll we'll find out. We'll find out if he's good or not. So I know this is a little bit off topic, but then I just went down a a rabbit hole. Guess who has the most money in NIL deals? And guess how much it is? And it's Uh, not a football player. Oh, I don't know then. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Bronny James. Oh Jesus! And it's six point four million dollars. Speaking of a kid who hasn't done anything, (laughs) (laughs) and some franchise is going to pay that man to play with his father. Look, the jury's still out. I mean, seventeen, so he can he can get better, but you know, typically by now. If you're 17 years old, you're averaging at least double-digit points. He makes $78,000 per Instagram post. That's funny as fuck. And uh, 
What's his stats? I can't why, ever. Why, I can't. You, I can't ever seem to to find his stats. Why would you care, Jermaine? What? My man's throwing up six points per game and making six. Is he? Does he scoring more points per game than he's got millions of dollars in nil money? That's, does he have six point four points per game? Look, if he doesn't have more than six point four, that is pure comedy, bro. But who cares, dude? Good for him. I'm not mad. That, is, that is that is nepotism at its finest. One hundred percent, bro. Posterity cashing in, dude. LeBron's happy. I know he is. Holy it, shit. Kids taken care of just for being Bronny Jr. Man, his I career mean, is... in high school at uh whatever fucking school this is. Sierra Canyon. Seven point two points, seven point two points, two point six rebounds, and two point five assists per game. <laughs> Last season or like over his whole, whole career. Let me let me read this article. Uh... <laughs> so he's barely making <laughs> whoa, dude. That's crazy. Oh, that yeah. include that includes his um AAU ball too. So uh, high school and AAU ball. No, <laughs> it got worse. The inconsistency Ronnie. has inconsistency has been the storyline of his high school career. He averaged seven point two points, two point six rebounds, and two point five assists. He has a po- he has been positive. Surprisingly, guess why? Because his dad's who he is, and he's gonna go to the pros. He did well, show spurts of greatness in his junior year. He's entering his senior year now. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I've, I've been quick to say, like, yo, he's not good, but he's also not a senior yet. So I'm going to wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah. I struck out eight and threw seven scoreless at Brentwood. Doesn't mean I can go play in the majors. Yeah, I know. but He's the 40, 43rd ranked national player, 7th ranked shooting that's- guard. And 12th ranked player in California. How, How can you be ranked that high? Uh, I'm sick. Good for him, though. That's a good chunk of change, bro. One of the knocks on his – one of the things that people say the reason why his stats are so low is because Sierra Canyon has just been just producing fucking A1 players for, like, the last five years. So he's been playing alongside kids that are already in the NBA, like – Zaire Williams. Yeah, but that's Wade's why you go to Sierra Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, but you got, but you got to at least hit above your NIL money. And he is, he's hitting above, just a little, a little bit, but he is. But like, if you're gonna play in the, if like that's that's not that's not a knock or that's not a good for him, Eric. That's a knock against him. He's playing against already NBA players and he's not playing well. I just, I don't understand why he's like. What? Whatever, dude. You, I don't, guess your name just, you don't even need to ask that question. You know exactly why he's this. You know, you know he's being recruited. Have you seen the schools that are like he's linked to for recruiting? Yeah, Kentucky, Oregon, Duke. Yeah, like all the blue bloods, and he's averaging <laughs> seven point two points per game. He shoots thirty percent from the field. <laughs> It's not even efficient, bro. Like, come on. So much, dude. Oh. This man is. What do you think you, what do you think you, uh, what do you think you um, scored in high school? What do you think you averaged in high school? I didn't play much at all, bro. Eric, what do you think you, did you play basketball in high school? I played my junior year and I was hurt every other year. All right, what'd you what'd you average your junior year? I don't know, like 0. 0.8 points per game and like. Oh, well, never mind. Okay, well, 
I'm five foot eight, dog. I was probably five right. foot six back then. When you listed his class rankings, that means he's a four star. Yeah, he's not a four star. That's preposterous. It's like Arch Manning. It's like what you're saying with Arch Manning, bro. I think I personally have not seen anything from Arch Manning, so I don't know if he's going to be good or not. But I expected the rankings to be correct. So now that all this film's coming out that he's ass water, it's extra funny. So, what are, so what, Eric, can you pull up Arch Manning stats? Oh, yeah. Well, what were you going to say? You were going to talk well, about Well, he's played five games with his in the high school circuit so far with the current squad that Sierra Kane's going to run. He's averaging 12.2 points per game in these five games, though. Brock. Oh, well, there you go. And, and for his senior year. Okay. At least yeah, Shaq showing... averaged 45. At least he's showing progress, though. Like five points a game is a significant jump. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So Manning, or what you want his freshman year, or you want the totals? I want his. You want the year most, breakdown or the totals? His most recent season. Just most recent season, doing. junior year. He played seven games. Um, he had 115 completions, 1,371 yards, 61 percent completion rate. 11.9 average yards a game was 195 touchdown 17 interceptions four QB rating 105. 17 and four. I mean that's pretty good. What? What? Yeah. Why? Why is he so high then? <laughs> What's the goal? What we've just been saying the whole time. Well, he only played seven games. I know COVID was a thing, but like, who's the who's the who's the kid who just jumped him in the um. Just, the rankings in the rankings yeah that i don't know but i mean like you can you can say you can say the same thing i mean you can say the same things about him that we said about everybody else malachi nelson can you look up malachi nelson's stats yeah he's about to <laughs> shit all over arch manning and Mal Mal malachi uh, nelson's committed to usc by the way Malachi Nelson, Los Alamitos. Let's see football stats. His junior year, same grade as uh, uh, they're these they're graduating at the same time. Eleven games played, 170 completions, 2690 yards, 61 percent completion rate, uh, 39 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So, well, I mean. He played. He played what? Four more games? Five more games? Yeah. Also, Arch seems to rush a lot more than this kid. He has two rushing touchdowns. Archie Manning had eight rushing touchdowns. Oh, I guess that does factor in. Uh, so yeah, because yeah, Malachi Nelson played uh four four or five more games, and I think if you took their per game averages, it's probably pretty close to be honest. Yeah. So I'm I don't know. Well, look, look, here, worse. Here, here's the thing. We're going to find out if Arch Manning is good, and it's going to be real soon, and it's going to be real ugly if he's not. Yeah. It'd be but real unfortunate if he's not. The best part is, though, is you don't have to start him. If he's not good, you don't have to start him. For truth. Jerry's still out. Yeah, I remember thinking that because I was like, man, is he actually isn't, good or is he? Isn't just... that the problem with Texas, though? Where the boosters always, you know, they always be trying to put their influence or input into it, like getting coaches fired, getting specific coaches hired. They probably don't fit the program. 
getting rid of you know Charlie Strong way before they should have. I don't know. I just think I think that's one of Texas' biggest problems is the boosters that think they have so much more power than they do. Like, yeah, you give a lot of money to the program, but shut the fuck up, dude. Like, we got to go out here and play football, not you guys. What did you just say about all that? What do you mean? What, what is the, everything you just said? You just said they don't have them as much power as they think they do, but they do. They have all the power. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no athletic director, ain't no head coach going to go up against the boosters and win in Texas. Yeah, especially when they have a lot. Especially when they have a, a network that destroyed a conference. Nick Saban. Nick Saban couldn't. Yeah, a fucking Longhorn Network. How fucking stupid. Nick Saban couldn't go against his boosters until he delivered the results he delivered. Just remember that it's booster money is the the trump card. It don't matter if you're the actual person doing it. Like it don't. It does. It's never will, and it never is going to matter if you're the person doing it. So everyone needs to get that shit out of their mind. There's a reason why the athletic director is handpicked. There's a reason why these football coaches are handpicked, and it ain't on merit. <laughs> Nah, because it's these motherfuckers handing this out. They're saying, you're going to do what we want you to do. Yeah, it's real unfortunate. No, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But that's how college football is. I don't like college football. I'm shocked we actually covered college football. So with that being said, do you guys have anything else for the listeners? Nothing for me. Go Horns. All right. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Peace.